Hello and welcome to the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Podcast. My name is Rim. I'm an artist, a certified life coach and an NLP practitioner and the creator of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Retreats. Passionate about celebrating joy and beauty in the everyday, especially when things are falling apart, I'm insatiably curious about human nature into the world with reverence, awe, and a sense of wonder. Tune in for stories exploring healing through creativity, art, embracing sensitivity, and navigating the subconscious mind. I'll talk about the struggles that highly sensitive and creative people face, and share my experiences, insights, and favorite tools along the way. I'm here to empower you to turn what we often deem to be a curse into your biggest gift. I believe that the more we create together, the more we heal the world. So let's dive in! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Podcast. I'm so happy and grateful for you tuning in. Today I want to talk to you about how to get unstuck thanks to one question that makes all the difference. This is a simple question in appearance, but it's really powerful. And this question allowed me to take action and create something in two weeks, something which I had in the back of my mind for years, but didn't do anything about it. I'm going to talk about my thought process and how this question shifted things for me. I want to be absolutely transparent by going through my thought process because I think it can help you too. I love, personally, I love listening to how people work things out and what they were thinking before the shift, how the shift happened and what they did afterwards so I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do the same here I used to think that being creative meant having an open mind and that having an open mind meant having a growth mindset as it turns out no it's not necessarily the case and it's not all black or white so one can be creative and have an open mind and at the same time have a fixed mindset. And it's actually quite often the case because having ideas is not the same as acting on them. And I think it's something, it's kind of a paradox as a sensitive and creative soul. I'm going to talk about myself personally, but I've observed this in others, in my coaching clients and fellow creatives for so many years so I think it's something like I think I'm not the only one um like okay I'm gonna say I <laughs> so I don't assume for others but like I have a vivid imagination and that's a beautiful thing which means there is a lot of potential for creativity and for giving life to projects create things in life okay so that's one thing but at the same time, if we ask ourselves the wrong questions, 
or if we let ourselves stopped or blocked off like if we hold ourselves back by our fears our doubts our questioning then we don't act on them and we don't do things or for example also like if we fail and something that we wanted to do doesn't happen as we planned then we think we we take it as a sign that it's not supposed to happen and we just give up and that's kind of a fixed mindset because we don't allow for modifications along the way so what i meant is very sensitive people highly sensitive people we tend to have a wild imagination which is great because this means there's so much potential for creating the paradox of that is that having such a big imagination also means we have imagination for seeing all the things that can go wrong and yes you can say well i prefer to plan and prevent uh, before bad things happen yes 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 that's useful if you can foresee negative things or potential problems it's great that you can prevent and act accordingly for sure Uh, the thing is often that creates overwhelm seeing so many scenarios or possibilities in a way it creates a lot of potential for action we can see everything that could go right and we could also see everything that could go wrong and often we tend to pay attention more to the thing that could go wrong and then we stop then we get overwhelmed and we think oh my god so many things that could I could do but then if I do this and that could happen and da 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 and da 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 and da 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 and da 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 before you know it you, the year has gone past and you haven't done anything that was my experience for many things but especially something that was really close to my heart but I even could not allow myself to believe it was close to my heart that's about uh, what I'm talking about is retreat so let's me let me rewind to the beginning of the story the retreat story I think the first seeds of that uh, were planted in my childhood I when I was a kid my playing room was my safe sanctuary the place where I could dream play invent stories there was no fighting there no arguing black just a little bit arguing with my sister but not not the large-scale fighting that we could have elsewhere at home in my playing room i didn't feel awkward i didn't feel like i don't fit in it was really a privileged time with my inner world and at the same time my parents had created a beautiful home i talked about this in episode one of my podcast and that very created, very personal home. They designed the home themselves. My dad was an architect. Uh, they, they designed the furniture, the carpet, everything. So it was a very, very, very personal home. And that encouraged my imagination, my dreams and creativity. And at the same time, my well-being because I felt very nurtured in that home. And we used also to cook my parents loved cooking and hosting parties at home and making things beautiful and like making daily life as an art in a way so tuning in all my senses was encouraged as a kid except intuition that's when i that i didn't realize yet but later when i reflected on my childhood i realized well actually one can be very creative 
one can be very artistic in some ways, but not necessarily in the way they handle their personal relationships. Uh, we, like my parents, were very creative and artistic, as I just said, but emotionally speaking, they were not very mature. They didn't know how to process their emotion like so many adults, like so many people. It's not a skill that is uh, that was very valued. It's changing now. But I think there's still a long way to go. So even though my parents were very intuitive in their art, they were not very intuitive in the way they were leading their life. They were holding themselves back um, by their fears and anxiety. So intuition was not so much encouraged, I think. But I think I developed it when I was inventing stories. Like the way I was touching base with my intuition was when I was uh, creating stories for hours and hours and hours. So this was like the first seed of this idea of combining nourishing of the body through food, culture, telling stories, art. And that's how I began to develop my creative voice. Later, when I grew up, I dreamed about one day opening a gallery with clothes, cafe, plants, arts. So there was this idea of mixing the five senses again. It was not about just clothes, it was about lifestyle and feeling good and nourished through that but at that time i still didn't really know about processing my emotions at all and i didn't know i was an hsp even though and even like the notion of being an empath i didn't know about that later i was drained and frustrated by work even though it was supposed to be a creative work i realized that's when i realized wow one can be an artist and a creative and do something they love for work and yet be totally unfulfilled, <laughs> totally frustrated and, and not feeling good in their skin. So I was feeling drained and frustrated by work. And that was the, the winter holidays. And I went to Thailand for a month. And I discovered the culture there. I took a cooking class in a beautiful setting. I took a trip to the mountain, the northern mountains of Thailand and stayed with the local tribes and learned some crafts and listened to some stories they had. And we wore their traditional costumes and it was amazing. And then I went to, to do a yoga retreat and it was really nice connecting with like-minded people and spending all this time Focusing on my well-being, resting, not thinking about life's problems, like everyday life's problems. Being in a beautiful setting, beautiful environment, with the sunshine, heat, nature, connecting to my body. It was really nice. Uh, however, I felt there was the creativity element missing, like making art, exploring one's voice, self-expression. It was still a lot about silence, the yoga retreat. Uh, so I found this is missing. A few years later, um, I read The Artist Way, and that was amazing. If you haven't heard of that book, um, I really recommend it. It's a book written by Julia Cameron, and this book <laughs> changed my life. That's when I heard this uh, notion of blocked artists and how we can be making art, but thinking that one needs to drink or one needs to block their emotion in order to create and all of these lies and this really opened my eyes 
and that helped me to reflect on my childhood and my family's behaviors and to understand like being able to understand that was also like i think i need to do another episode about that because otherwise i would be rambling all over the place well that's when i discovered the importance of developing a growth mindset and how feeling well and good in my skin could lead me to create better more in alignment with my heart doing something that has much more meaning and therefore that would be much more fulfilling and uh, during covid i did this creative challenge i talk about this in episode three and i saw how creativity can heal anxiety for other people too it had for me and i this was like the first foray into testing it with other people the idea of doing a retreat jammed into my head for a while at that time i was like with all these experiences this idea was in my head i will do a retreat too i could feel it i'm dreaming about this i envision spending time in nature in a beautiful setting eating nourishing food making everything like every day would be like art we will create art but we also learn how to live our life like artists. What I mean by that is like making everything a celebration or an ex- and an exploration, exploration and celebration. However, back then I dismissed this idea. I thought it's not practical, not logical. How can I do a retreat? Like, isn't it for people who work in the wellness industry, in the health industry? I don't. I'm a a fashion designer and creative. That was my thought back then. Um, So, uh, well, anyway, COVID was there, so there was not much I could do about that, for sure. So I kind of put that idea away. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna keep going on my design journey. And let's see, I need to follow a specific path. I thought, once I have proven myself for years and years and years and years and years, then maybe I can host a retreat. Um, (laughs) Or maybe once I've done everything, once I've accomplished everything, I need to be perfect before I can host a retreat. I thought I also need to be a coach before. So I I don't think it's like in my head that didn't say, okay, I need to be a coach before and then I would do my retreat. No, it's more like I dismissed the idea of the retreat. I said, I would love to do it. But before I need to learn more, practice more, which is actually, it's not wrong. It's good to, like, for sure. I, I What I mean is, I think it's important to give oneself the tools that one needs to do something. But I think where it it was holding myself back is thinking that I need to follow a specific path and I need to listen to everything that the experts do. And if some people, like for some people that I read about, they hosted retreats after 20 years working as a coach, then it means I should do the same. I cannot do differently and I think and that's that's wrong like that's not helpful that's really not helpful it's like limiting myself because this is their experience it doesn't have to be mine and also I also think I dismissed the idea because I thought it's too complicated it's uh, 
Like I need to have a whole team and everything because it needs to be perfect and I need to find the perfect house and, and it's it's super complicated and it's about traveling and da 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 so many things I need to figure it out. Poo, I, I cannot do it. Or I will do it later. I will do it later when I have more time, when I have more money, when I have a team and all that. So I put it away and instead I chose to pursue coaching and I loved it. I loved it, but I felt the compartmentalization of coaching and art was not right for me. I could feel there is something missing. And you know, it's so it's so funny because so many times in my life I've tried to put the art and the creativity aside, thinking first I need to earn, like it's as if like I need to earn the right to do it or I need to earn my way to into it. So I need to do something more practical, more logical, more professional, more reasonable before I can do that. And then I can do it. <laughs> I, I did it many times and yet I got smacked in the face again and again and again by seeing like, no, this is not right. And I, I, I got into toxic work situations or unfulfilling or projects were cancelled or stuff didn't happen and the only way so I got overwhelmed I got frustrated I got burnt out and every time what healed me was tuning into myself and doing this kind of mini retreats at home with myself uh, giving myself this nurturing time to heal and to create an ex experiment with my voice, with my self-expression through art, through creativity. <laughs> so, but I, I could still not see it. I was still, no, 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 no. I need to find something that is reasonable, that, that's, uh, that's, um, that will protect me. So I thought again this time coaching would be the way and I'm going to do coaching like people do, like most people do. Um, I, like I, 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 it was difficult for me to see how can I combine art and, and, and coaching. So um, I did this for a while and I felt like I began to feel really something is missing. I, I did get burnt out again and then I thought wow I'm doing something I love like I really love coaching and this time it's not so difficult like it comes quite easily and naturally to me. So why am I feeling burnt out? And that's when it became clear to me. It's because I'm pushing away something that really is dear to my heart. I'm trying to follow the path for, of somebody else. I'm, I'm not following my path. And maybe I'm trying to do it the way I'm supposed to instead of doing it the way I love to and I truly resonate with. And for me, I truly, 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 truly believe in healing in a holistic way. It's not, I mean, I love, I have nothing against coaching or therapy on a weekly basis. I think this is amazing for sure. And I did have, I did have, I did do that. But I really, I found that in my experience, for me, what really changed and really created huge shift is when I allowed myself the time to to be not silence but in quiet peace in nature 
spending time with wildlife, with animals, and um, like having this enchanted, this enchanted interlude, like a magical time dedicated to exploring, playing, creating without pressure, playing with colors, playing with textures, connecting to my senses, like as you do when you when you're in nature or exploring something new tuning into my sense of uh, smelling smelling the the beautiful flower scents um, or cooking and like really taking it taking taking in the the flavors tasting new things playing with food treating myself to a massage learning about my my body and how my body's well-being influences my mental health. Um, grounding in, grounding in nature, grounding in my body, moving it, but moving it in a kind way, in a gentle way, in a loving way. Not like what I used to do in my, like you know, when I was younger, I used to work out a lot, and it was driven by. Of course, I wanted to feel good in my skin, but I also it was, I think, a little bit punishing and a little bit like I have to do it while I work out because I have to work out and I need to lose weight and I need to gain muscle and I need to lose fat, uh, you know, like lose this fat. And it was about performing in a way. Whereas when I was healing and giving myself those mini retreats at home, it was more about moving my body, but to explore it, not to out of kindness, because it feels good. Also, giving myself the time to draw out of joy, not thinking I need to do it perfectly, because I used to have anxiety about that. Like, I cannot be an artist, I cannot draw, because I don't draw well enough, even though I used to love it. <laughs> I, It's not good enough, and the result needs to be good, and, like, I put myself under so much pressure that I could not do it. So once I decided to sharing my coaching exper expertise and experience through retreats would be much more aligned for me, still I found all kind of excuses for not doing it yet it was like i'm not ready it's not the right time i'm not trained enough it's not the right moment it's not the wrong it's not the right season it's not the right time of the year it's too late i need to plan a long time in advance i saw and i read everywhere that it takes one year two years to plan a retreat so i was like what's the point it's too late maybe later i can figure it out <laughs> So it was a lot of blah, 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 blah. And what about the right place? Where, where, where to do it? There are so many beautiful places in the world that I would love to host a retreat in. And I wasted several months, you know, going back and forth with my, <laughs> with my overthinking and arguing with myself, really, basically, with all my excuses, because these are excuses. And I was talking about this with my coach and we're like, oh, she said, but then what do you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I want to do it. But at the same time, you know, it's not the right moment. I'm going to leave soon and da, 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 and da, 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 and da, da, da. And uh, then she asked me one question, 
what would be fun? And as soon as she said that, everything clicked. My answer was, it would be fun to create a retreat in France while I'm here. I'm not planning to stay in France for long. So it would be such a pity if I don't do it here. While I'm here, I think I would regret it. And it would be so fun to do it while I'm here. As soon as I said that, I felt the release of expensive energy in my body. I couldn't help but smile tension left, I knew it was the truth for me. I'm sure you felt those moments when you take a decision and you know it's right because everything seems so light and there is no second guessing anymore in your head. It's so interesting how we all experience that sensation, that feeling from time to time and yet so often we tend to dismiss it. We tend to forget about it. Maybe we even don't pay attention to it because we often are so used to to listen to our fears, listen to our anxiety, listen to all the excuses, to all the reasons why not we cannot do what we want or why as like why it's difficult why it's more complicated than when we think that what we think. All of all of that. Because we're also tuning into what we should do more often than not. And so we dismiss we dismiss those experiences, those feelings, sensation of ease and simplicity. I also think it's because we haven't been trained to listen to our intuition in our families when growing up, but also school, education, culture, work, of course, the work environment. Always, not always, but so often encourage us to bypass our intuition. So then we don't really know anymore. We, we think that feeling this tension and yeah, tension and constriction is the norm. And yet it is not. It, I mean, it, it has become, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> it should not be. I think that's the only time we can use should. The same day, so I let, I said, okay, I think I'm like, I told her it would be fun. Later, the same day, as I was doing totally something else, I think I was drawing, <laughs> a thought came to my mind. A friend of a friend who moved to the south of France maybe 15 years ago to do an Airbnb. I remember my friend told me about this like totally randomly a long time ago. And we never talked about this since. But this thought came to me and uh, this souvenir came to me. I wasn't sure if she still had that project. I had no idea, but I thought, okay, that could be interesting. So I contacted my friend and she replied to me right away. And she said, yes, she still has this Airbnb. She's still in the South. So I called that person and she was so interested with my project of doing a retreat. And she said, yes. You can do it at my property. It's a guest house and it's perfect. It's exactly what I was looking for. The time I wanted to host the retreat was available and everything worked out so smoothly. A very, very friendly person. And from there, I could very simply, like everything aligned. I found the right partners, the people who, the activities that I want to, to do that will be complementary. Uh, for the retreat and like every day it was more of a aha aha oh, wow amazing and I will do that and we can do this and and yes the people were yes I'm in I want to do it da, 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 da. it seemed like 
so flowing, 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 flowing. I met these friendly people. They were willing to find solutions with me to help each other, like like-minded people. And even some of those uh, HSPs, and they're all passionate about what they do and sharing it. So I felt like that's so amazing. That's exactly the energy I want in my in my retreat. I want this positive, loving, heart-centered energy. So it turned out that I managed to organize, plan, and set up everything in two weeks because everything was aligned because I asked myself the right question what would be fun I had no idea if this would be reasonable if it was logical it would be if if any it was possible I didn't know I just thought wouldn't be fun if I could host a retreat in France this summer whereas before I even like the question I was asking myself were not helpful question it was how can I no it was even not how I think I even didn't ask myself questions before it was like oh I would love to host retreats but I don't know how I don't know where and I don't know when already saying I don't know kind of closes the the energy the energy's gate you know creative energy's gates cannot open because this is a neg- neg- kind of negative energy I don't know there's the I don't know leaves no room for exploration. What helps instead, like you can say I don't know, it, it's okay because yeah, I don't know. But then <laughs> I think it's really important to ask or to say I don't know, but I'm willing to find out and and I'm willing to explore. I don't know yet, and I can figure it out, and I trust that I can figure it out. I don't know yet, and I'm gonna find a way. And then that leaves room to asking better questions. What would be fun? And then after what would be fun is, okay, what would it look like? Or what could it look like? You see, creative energy is it's a little bit like a child. It thrives in exploring, playing. Imagine a little child with her eyes wide open and full of curiosity and wonder, even even for simple things. But it's like this wonder, this sense of, oh, wouldn't it be great if... That's how possibilities can come into our minds instead of obstacles. I'm not saying there will not be obstacles, of course. There are, but they don't seem so insurmountable anymore. When we can see that it can be playful or even fun to go through them. When I was asking myself the question, when I was telling myself, oh, I'm not ready yet, that's not the way, that's not how they did it, I need to follow that uh, that process, I need to to follow that order and do it this way and that way and da-da-da and da-da-da. Oh my God, I felt so drained and... Like, my life force was not very activated. It was more the opposite. Like, oh, it feels, like, heavy and draining and, like, boring and definitely not something I'm doing out of pleasure. It's it's It was becoming a shoot. And, well, <laughs> well, what was the result? Like, I wouldn't do it. I could not do it with that energy. Uh, but when I changed my approach and instead approached it with a open curious playful way i felt like my energy is there it's fun yes let's explore let's do it like let's 
do it my way. I don't know what is gonna be, what my way is gonna be, how it's gonna turn out. But I will. The only way to know it is by doing it, by creating it, and being open to to possibilities. All these months that I was uh, pushing it back and saying, yeah, one day, one day, but not now. I never had this idea of that friend. Like the idea, the thought didn't come to my mind. Maybe it did once and. I already pushed it away, like right away pushed it away, like, oh, pff, no, that's improbable. Like, why would they care? Why? I don't know this person. Why would I contact her? You know, this kind of, um, I think it's a negative. It's like a limiting thought, really, limiting conversation you can have with yourself when, you, when you're in that kind of energy. Perfectionist, like, also, it's uh, this energy of the imposter when you think you're not good enough or not ready enough or not interesting enough, all of that. Then it's really difficult to access options and possibilities. So once I found these possibilities um, to host the retreat this summer in France, then it doesn't mean that all of a sudden I knew everything and I knew how to do and that he didn't take me hard work and problem-solving skills. Yes, I did have to figure it out. And then what I did is I took the, the detective approach. Uh, I could have taken it earlier, but before I could not access it because I was blocked. Um, I was caught in my loops, you know, in my overthinking loops. But what if, and what if, and if this is not, and oh la la, I could do this, I could do that, but da 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 da, all of this. So I could not access this uh, problem-solving um, skills. Uh, I was just too stuck. My thoughts were too stuck, I mean, on that topic. Uh, but once I took the decision, okay, I'm going to do it this summer, and there is a way, like this house is available, and it's perfect for... The, to host the people I, uh, I, I want to, like I would like to to serve and to help during this retreat and it would benefit, like it would, like the thing, the project was taking shape basically. So once I had this in place for the rest, like how am I going to build the sales page, the website for the retreat and like how am I going to find uh, answers to all my questions? You know, it requires, like, hosting a retreat requires a lot of logistics. Then I could just ask myself, okay, I have clues, I have a problem, and I want to solve it. How can I solve it? Where will this clue lead me? And that one, where would it take me? And, okay, I can follow that path. Does it work? Okay, yes, I can continue with that way. And Or does it work? No. Okay, that's not the right way. So then I can find another way. And I did have to work quite hard for these two weeks. It was kind of around-the-clock work. And that's okay. It didn't feel draining at all. It felt exciting because it was coming from a place of joy, from a place of fulfillment from a place of exploration it was like an adventure and i'm solving uh, a challenge or i'm putting the puzzle the pieces of the puzzle together and i can't wait to see the the result
And I don't know about you, but for me, I much, 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 much prefer to live in a world where we do things out of joy, out of love, out of integrity, instead of, oh, I should do it. Such a, such a different energy. And I believe that we, highly sensitive people, are here for this reason. Because we notice all the subtleties. Yes, we do notice all the scenarios. And yes, we can more easily see what can go wrong. But we can also more easily see what can go right. And we have this chance of being able to see all the beauty and to to be more aware of it. And therefore, I think it's our role to share it with the rest of the world, to remember, to remind ourselves, to remind the world that this is important, this is what matters. And now <laughs> you're probably going to say, okay, Rim, that's nice. That's a nice project. But then it doesn't mean that because you want the retreat to happen, that it's going to happen. And yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, and I cannot control the outcome of things. My job is to initiate them, to take action, to take steps toward my dreams, to provide the foundation for this project, to give birth to this project, if you want. Yeah. It's like to give birth to this project. I've created the, I've set the foundations. I've initiated it. I provided um, everything that I could so that it would happen. And the rest, as for the rest, I trust life to, to happen. Like just life to do life. I trust life to do life. And... I trust things to flow. If it doesn't happen this time, it doesn't matter because I've already laid the foundation for it. I've started, I've initiated this project. So I can always, like I have the seeds of the retreat already created. So maybe it just needs more watering. In that case, I will keep watering it until it's ready to bloom. It doesn't matter if it takes three months, four months, six months, even one year. I've already created, I've already planted the seeds. Whereas if I had been waited until I was sure that I could sell the retreat, I would never do it. I would have never done it. Because how could I know? I would never know. That's not my role. My role is to give birth to this project, to take care of it as a gardener, to take care of the plant. And then the plants, the flower is ready to bloom when it's ready to bloom. So my question for you, my friends, is what is ready to bloom in your garden? What would be fun? What is this one thing you've been dreaming about, thinking about, but dismissed it or put it in your cupboard for later? And if this has piqued your interest, I'd love to invite you to join me in a small group of like-minded souls for this very special retreat in beautiful Provence of five magical days to reignite your dormant dreams and desires while cultivating new and exciting possibilities. So I bet that during this retreat, the quiet, the exploration of your senses and of your voice, your unique voice, 
will help you to plant the seeds and to water this dream of yours, this beautiful thing that is within you that would benefit everyone around you. Embark on a regenerative and joyful immersion in the magical beauty of Provence, soaking its colors, textures, scents, sounds and flavors, and form meaningful connections with people who get you. Particularly beautiful in June, with the various shades of greens of the Garrigue and the azure blue sky, the vibrant ochres of the Provencal Colorado is a natural paradise that invites your heart to soul. This amazing retreat will touch on all your senses and all aspects of your being, physical, emotional, mind, creative and soul. You'll walk the upper canyons, listen to the sounds of wildlife, share laughter, give free rein to your creative expression and relax into rediscovering lost dreams and new possibilities as you celebrate and uncover the next chapter of your life. We will meet our inner wisdom through mindful and creative practices led by me and other local healers. There will be sketching, drawing, watercolor painting, wildlife, birdsong, reflexology, walks in nature, a cooking workshop and a herbalist walk. By the end of our five nights together, you'll be relaxed, re-inspired and ready to dive into the next chapter of your life with clarity and newfound confidence in yourself. Join us June 8th to 13th for this unique intimate retreat for sensitive and creative souls. Limited spots available. To register, go to rimcreativeenergy.com slash empowered-sensitive-creative-retreat-province And I know it's quite a long name, so I will put the link in the show notes for sure. You can just click on the link, it will be much easier. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if it has inspired you, please share it around you. Also, if you feel called to it, please subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review. It really helps to spread the word out. All your questions are welcome. You can send them to me on Instagram at rim.creativenergy.com or email me via my website, rimcreativenergy.com. And don't worry... I'll share in the show notes exactly where to find me. Until next time, sending you loving creative energy.